Star Wars sessions. Probably Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast. The Star Wars sessions podcast. Part that he loves a good Star Wars session. Absolute legends of Star Wars sessions. This is the way. This is the way. Please welcome your hosts, Matt Hudson and Luke Bly. This is when fun begins. Good morning, afternoon or evening, wherever you are in the galaxy. Welcome to Star Wars Sessions. Come for the Star Wars, stay for the Sessions. My name is Matt Hudson, aka Jabba the Hud, and joining me, as ever, in the cockpit here of the Essex Falcon, he's the greatest Star Wars man, fan and buddy out there, Master Blywalker, but you may know him as Luke Bly. How are you, friend? Yeah, mate, I am well. Happy um, Star Wars month still. Like I said, yep. May it is Star Wars month. I don't care what anyone's son. I don't care if a Marvel film trailer's coming out. It's Star Wars month, mate. Um, I am well, Matty boy. I've had a lovely, busy weekend, but I tell you what, I tell you what, nothing compares to talking the wars on the sessions. But how on earth are you, gangster? Nothing compares. You can make a song out of that. Um, yeah. Yes, mate. No, I'm, I'm all right. With Eurovision, wasn't it? It was Eurovision. Eurovision uh, Poir, on Saturday. my friend. Neil Poir. Um, That's it. What, That's banner, what is it? Yeah, hashtag make Star Wars month happen. Coining it right now. I don't think that's ever been used before. We'll, we'll take it. Hashtag make Star Wars month happen. Uh, no, I'm, I'm yeah. right. Yep. Uh, busy old weekend. Getting stuff sorted out. But you know what I'm like. All I want to do sometimes is talk the wars. And who better to talk a bit with them? Luke Bly. So, no, mate. I have got a cup of tea and a glass of water today. I'm slumming it um, old school today. And I'm ready mm. to talk some Star Wars. But before that, we do want to remind everyone out there that if you want to hear what we think about Tick, Ricker, Hunter, Ico, and Omega, our Bad Batch recap dropped last Friday, episode four. <laughs> Tick! And you can hear us do poor impressions of the ba- of Omega. Yeah. It's every Friday. And it was good, wasn't it, this one, mate? Yeah, it was, um, you know, it was really good. We saw a lot of Tick, 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 Tick. Yeah. Now nah, it was good. It was good fun. Okay. It was good fun. Um, go get yeah. Go to our recap. To hear our opinions on it. But once again, I am loving that we've we're getting fresh Star Wars content. And yeah, I'm enjoying it, man. I'm enjoying it. Yep. So here, go hear our full spoiler heavy thoughts uh, every Friday on the Star Wars Sessions podcast feed. But that isn't the only good thing that happened this week. We've got a uh, another lovely patron to shout out. So Luke, take it away. Yeah, a big shout out to our latest patron, Trina Lee, who has joined at the Hello There tier. What a legend. Welcome to the sessions, sickheads, Trina. (laughs) Oh, yes. Is that the best time to can? Yeah, thank you. Is that That the best time to can opening on sessions? I don't know. I think it is. That one's for you, Trina, or as we'd say to you, hello there. Yeah, thank you for joining up. You know what we always say. Yeah. Enjoy all of the content that we have put out, the stuff we're putting out this month. We've got some more good stuff to come and also in the months following. So thank you so, so, so much for signing up and supporting the show. We love you. Yeah. Or as um, Amiga would say, Trina. So. <laughs> Trina. Trina. Trina and Ticker. 
Teka Rika. I love it though. I'm all about it, to be honest. I'm all yeah. about this Kiwi accent. You know, is it? we love it. We love we Amiga. Love I do like Amiga anyway. She's a queen. Um, but so yeah, bad batch recap. Trina, you're also a queen. Thank you so much for signing up. However, I can hear in the background the old chimes of Big Ben Kenobi, which surely only means one thing, my friend. I think, my boy, it must mean it is the Galactic News Round. Stickers given to the crew on the book of Boba Fett hint that the show may run for longer than one season. Filming for Star Wars Andor has now moved up to Kraken Reservoir in Scotland. What's up, it's Taylor Gray, a.k.a. Ezra Bridger, and you're listening to... I'll, I'll add that in in post. I've no idea what's happened there. Right, so we'll add that in in post. I'll leave five seconds of silence. <laughs> Keep it in. Keep it in. <laughs> okay. Hey, what's up? It's Taylor Gray, a.k.a. Ezra Bridger, and you're listening to Star Wars Sessions, probably Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast. I hope you enjoy the show. Book of Boba Fett, Star Wars and or TV series, Star Wars. You may have heard of it. We've had some news in the galaxy in the last week. However, it's not new news. But to us mere mortals, we're only just hearing about it. And it's the news that Dave Filoni himself, the the hat man, has been promoted to the executive creative director of Lucasfilm. Not not now just the protege of George Lucas or the bloke who helped out on Clone Wars and Rebels. Dave's the main man between behind every creative decision in Star Wars. Uh, for me, good news. But Luke, this is not again. I mean, this was quietly released online this week however dave was promoted last summer uh what are you thinking about it may i think straight up this is fantastic news um all we've seen is dave filoni grow and go from strength to strength in <laughs> in star wars and in lucasfilm and really with his storytelling you know when we think of what uh, clone wars was you know back in you know whatever uh 2007 you know 2008 to fast forward 2021 you know with bad batch clone war season seven a couple episodes of the mandalorian under his belt you know learning all this stuff not not only from george lucas back in the day but now john favreau and other directors i think it's just a lovely story in itself isn't it you know this is this is a guy who just lives and breathes Star Wars, but not only Star Wars, he 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 adores other um, uh, mythologies, such IPs, as the, yeah. IPs, yeah, such as uh, Middle Earth and whatnot. Um, I think it's really cool, and I really really get Dave Filoni. I think, and I think that I think this is a great move for Lucasfilm, and it's a great move for Star Wars. Now, like you said, mate boy, obviously this uh, apparently happened in the summer, around the summer last year. Um, now that must have come off the back of, uh, the Mandalorian season two's production, which is something I kind of want to talk about in a moment. Uh, mm-hmm. but up front, I think this is brilliant news and it's brilliant news for us Star Wars fans. What are you thinking, Matty boy? Not a million miles off from what you've just said, my man is, 
we everybody's known Dave before. He was just kind of known as that, you know, the hat wearing guy who was on who George Lucas took under his wing met in two thousand and five. So a long old taste. Been he's been around the block for a while now, but um, he gets it. He like you said, he just intrinsically understands the fabric of what makes this galaxy work. It's a lot of values that Dave brings permeate most of his projects, but because that is that is what George had always done. And I'm not going to sit here and say he is George 2.0 because he isn't, you know, Dave Filoni actually brings a lot of new things to the table, which is necessary. But at yeah. the same, the same point, he brings that core of the values that make Star Wars what it is. He just builds upon it. Also the idea of having an executive creative director, somebody to oversee the creative decisions across multiple projects. I, I if only they'd done that. <laughs> about nine years ago that would have yeah. been great when they bought producing. the company maybe when oh, they no, were planning i know i know but, I but know. maybe this maybe again this could be something to discuss as well but maybe that this was also a kind of knock-on effect shall we say of you know the, the sequel trilogy disclaimer mm. this isn't going to be a sequel bashing episode we love the sequels um, well we don't maybe know. they did it might it might end up being that you, you know well, five, somehow Palpatine five did return Five minutes of Dave Filoni. You're going to yeah. get 35 minutes of us um, bashing. Palpatine, yeah, Strand, son. Yeah. Our favourite our favorite topic. No, I'm joking. That Carry husk. on, mate, guys. Sorry. Um, no, yeah. No, I may, maybe that maybe they did look at that and think, do you know what? We don't want to risk what we've got with these TV series. Demand, though, mm-hmm. season one was so well received. Season two obviously went off without any real hitches. So they're obviously thinking, well, there's something here. Favreau gets it. Filoni certainly gets it from the Star Wars side. Maybe we should now, you know, consolidate what we have and build upon it. Let's get someone in to oversee every single streaming series that they're putting out to make sure there's that consistency, make sure there's that in-world consistency and galaxy consistency as well. Uh, and just to, and just to make it feel you know, more connected. So if that yeah. is one of the legacy of the sequel trilogy, then great again i'm not saying that is it could be it might may as well as not well may as well not be but i think mm. overall though mate i think i don't think there is a better person to be a creative director for this than dave mate wow that's a and that's it's a big statement but also it's kind of like not unexpected you know you kind mm. of expect this because yeah he's overseen a lot of things and i think with dave filoni i i just think he like you said, there, it, there doesn't seem to be a better person, and that's not a bad thing, right? That's not a negative thing. It's like, oh, yeah, you only got the job because, you know, there's no other better person. Um, it, it genuinely is, I think, because firstly, Dave, I think, gets the Star Wars uh, timeline. But if, you, yeah. if you're a bit confused about this news or you don't know a whole lot about Dave Filoni or don't care, I really encourage you to go back and uh, watch the roundtable sessions for uh, Mandalorian Season 1 over at uh, Disney+. Yep. Plus. I think it's called Disney Gallery Mandalorian. Yes. has a really stupid name, um, but we <laughs> love it. <laughs> it is a stupid it's called name. It Disney Roundtable, Disney what? Discussions. Oh, I don't get it. Disney Gallery. Don't like it. But anyway... Anyway, um, yeah, I, th- I think Dave Filoni really gets Star Wars. He gets this mythology. Um, even just his explanation of uh, Jewel of the Fates, you know, it oh, may sorry. seem obvious to some people, right? But for a, a, a lot of people, many, many people, it isn't. It isn't always obvious, you know, and, and, and this is why, 
if, uh, people are, you know, uh, they try and learn this kind of stuff in, in, in English in, at school, you know, literature and language. Um, but it, it, it's difficult and it's a very difficult thing for many people to grasp, especially because we're, we're so engraved in the, the, in digital age. Um, so I, I think there's just, I love that he, he has a solid grasp on more of the spiritual side of star Wars, the deeper meanings of star Wars. I think that's fantastic. And, like you said, mate, I think that was something that sometimes, not all the time, that was something that sometimes was missing from mm-hmm. the sequel trilogy production, you know, and kind of this lack of vision of, well, we'll do it now and um, we'll worry about it later. Yeah. And it's like, no, the, the Mandalorian is doing the opposite to that. You know, the t- these TV shows and whatnot, uh, and we'll get back to that in a, in a moment, the general TV shows. Um, there seems to be a lot more planning. And and to be honest, TLC going into this, 10 to 11K, mm-hmm. you know. It, it, and I it think that's mad. a good thing. And I'm not, again, I'm not coming out and saying, oh, Ryan Johnson didn't care. You know, J.J. Abrams didn't care. Obviously, these people care. But just because you care, it doesn't always mean that that's the best thing or or the best Mm -hmm. result, right? You got, without trying to get too deep, you have parents that care. Yeah. It doesn't mean they're always the best parents, right? Mm -hmm. The intentions can be there, but it's not always for the best of the, the star Wars mythology. Matty boy, um, just heard you slap your microphone off the uh, desk. Yep. I'm back again. (laughs) What were you like? Don't you dare uh, mention Ryan and JJ. Yeah. Slap. I was like, I was like, didn't care enough to collaborate with each other, did they? Slap my <laughs> microphone off, which is partly yeah. true. But um, yeah, no, I, yeah. I, I hear you too. <laughs> I, I still don't. I, I remember for a few, a few episodes way back when, when you know we were talking about the leadership at Lucasfilm, and for those who haven't gone back that far, I like Kathleen Kennedy. I'm not an anti-Kathleen. I think she's done a good job. Uh, sequel trilogy vision aside. You know, I think she's done what she needed to do, make a lot of money and bring Star Wars back and executive produce one of the best shows on TV, The Mando and more. Um, but I saw a lot of people were saying, well, Dave Filoni should be leading Star Wars. And I said then, absolutely no way. And to this day, mm-hmm. in 2021, I still say no way. This is this is the job for Dave. There's no one saying he wants to be the leader of Lucasfilm. I don't see Dave as a businessman. I don't see Dave mm. being able to make the creative, like, sorry, the cutthroat business decisions needed to get this, keep this juggernaut running. Whether you dis- whether you agree or disagree with the current leadership's way of doing it, I'm interested in that. The deal, the difference is, I don't think Dave is the right man for that. I think he is now where he needs to be, it's steering the creative ship. So all these shows we've got coming out, Book of Boba and everything else, and with John Favreau, let's not forget, but creatively behind it dave's going to be steering that story and that's what excited me. he's going to be he's going to be connecting little things so remember that from mando season one let's mention that hope you know that in the films mention that hopefully he'll be going back and oh there was some in the book they went to this planet so let's just quickly name drop that great hopefully yeah. we get that kind of old jedi fallen order or something hopefully we'll get that kind of creative tissue but i think creatively dave is the main man for this i wouldn't want to see him leading lucasfilm well yeah unless he turns out to be a extremely savvy businessman he's to yeah. me he seems more like less like george in the sense that george was creatively in control of everything to me 
Dave feels like a man who wants to be in control of creativity, not everything. Does he? Do you? Does he strike you as a cutthroat businessman who could lead Lucasfilm? No, nah, not really. I mean, all, all you all you really need to do is watch him at a panel or something, and he doesn't really come across like that. But that's not to say yeah. that he couldn't ever do that. You know? Um, yeah, yeah, he could be. He might be. He might be the greatest businessman of all time he might have the best poker face ever underneath that hat might be the best decision plus he's a pittsburgh penguins fan and if i turn around i could see my high hockey jersey hanging on the wall there so oh, he's got oh, that going for him well, he loves loves a penguin session yeah, he loves some hockey yeah he does um Puck under his hat yeah that's it he's just got it there it helps, him with, his, helps, it. With, helps him with his thoughts with his thought processing and storyboarding keeps his like, brain cool uh, where's uh, my park i need to i need a better yeah. day feloni impression to be he's honest, got a bit it, of a george twang to his uh, he, voice yeah he kind of does doesn't he he really he's does boy. have a george like kind of this it's like there's yeah. no pauses <laughs> <laughs> what yeah he just got goes yeah quite a yeah. Lot. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do you it. think of face for bridge yeah just, offend what is it like 40 percent of our listeners are americans aren't they? <laughs> from pittsburgh, like... i do apologize <laughs> yeah we mac miller was from pittsburgh that's what i know about pittsburgh and uh, i watched a film that was set in pittsburgh with tom cruise in it quite a few what are film? because it's a uh, it's cheap or cheaper to film there because of the tax breaks well, it was anyway. oh what really and what does it double up sometimes it's like new york or something sometimes yeah but a lot of yeah. tv they go but most tv shows go to canada or atlanta now but or georgia anyway but it used to go to pittsburgh quite a lot oh right well do you know what one of the uh what is it the batman film is doubling up as like Chicago or something in uh, Liverpool. That was uh, the Dark Knight. Liverpool night, is doubling up as Chicago or something. Yeah, right? I remember yeah. that. I don't know if that was yeah. the Dark Knight. I think it might have been the first one. But part I of think it it's was, the, yeah. Robert, the Robert Pattinson one I'm talking about. Oh, no way. Um, that's, that's next year, yeah. I know at the XL Centre, where we had Star Wars Celebration yes. uh, 2016, there was, you can um, see like loads of the Dark Knight trilogy was filmed at yeah. the XL Centre in That's East right. London. So. Actually, George, uh, sorry, Dave Filoni was born in the same place where my uh, family live in Pittsburgh. So really? To, yeah, I just looked it. I just looked him up on the old Wikipedia. I was like, oh, sweet, small world. So, But yeah, I don't see him as a business type but sorry to cut you off so no, you, you no, say no, you no. think he's gordon gecko like the best businessman ever yeah <laughs> yeah i did exactly <laughs> exactly no i don't think so and i don't think you need necessarily like uh, someone doing everything nowadays to to for, for a business to work you know uh like even george lucas wasn't uh, the president of lucasfilm at one point was he he got someone else in or ceo i mm-hmm, forget yeah. which one was which um but yeah so it's it's I, I think all in all, when all said is done, this is a fantastic decision because I think Dave gets this like big picture storytelling. I would love to, I would absolutely love to get Dave Filoni in a room and honestly ask him, what, what, what did you think of the sequel trilogy? Right. What, what do you think? What did you think of the prequel trilogy? Mm-hmm. You know, like why, yep. why did you make certain decisions in Clone Wars? Right. It was yep. clearly to fill a gap. And that's something I think we forget because of time, yep. you know, it's just, it's been and gone. And we now kind of look back at that canon and go, well, if someone asks about X, Y, Z in the prequels where well, we go, oh, well, this happened in the Clone Wars to explain yep. that. Yep. And it's yeah. accepted as well. 
it is accepted. And I think we're kind of in that territory now where we have the sequel trilogy and there are some plot holes. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and everyone's into, of course, everyone's all entitled to their own opinions, but you can all, you can already tell Mandalorian is doing some, some kind of like caretaking, right? It's kind of coming in and it's going, Hey, all right, somehow Palpatine returns. If only there was fine. an animated show set during that sequel trilogy. I oh, could have done that. It could have, right? But, you know, racism. recaps coming one day. Star Wars, loads of planets normally. Uh, no, we're going to set this one on one planet and it's going to be mostly water and there's going to be races in a... Oh, mate, I don't know. It's not fair. Oh, By the way, I've, I have like, you know, we've we, we've said... We're doing a resistance rewatch. I've kind of stopped that at the moment. Very, you know, no, you know, nothing. Um, Liar. Uh, I want to <laughs> say no hate or anything like that. I don't know. I just stopped. I kind of just forgot. off the we wagon, but I thought about it this afternoon. I am going to get back on it this week because yeah. also, well, as soon as I've, as soon as I'm done, uh, again, no hate. As soon as I'm done, I'm done with it. And then whenever it, whenever we decide to do that episode, we're both in a position to do it. We're not rushing it through. So I am going to get back on it. Um, but um, yeah, you're right about how what Dave has done to plug the gaps, man. Yeah, definitely, man. Definitely. And I can't wait to see what he does with the shows and, and really just the Star Wars universe in general, because we know from the production of The Mandalorian that Jon Favreau would have certain visions and certain ideas. And it was Dave Filoni who was there saying, well, you know, I'm not sure if that's yeah. so I'm going into George Lucas again. <laughs> um, yeah, Matt. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Again, sorry, 40% yeah, of sorry. Our American friends. I don't do the impressions um, on this show. We love it, don't we? We love we love the Yanks. We love the Americans. We, Yanks, we love, that is we love the we Yanks. Call. Do you know what? I remember calling Americans Yanks in California. They were like, we're not Yanks. We're not from like New York. We're from the East Coast. Like, That's right. Yeah. I was like, mate, mate, come on. You're all, you're all, you're all Yankees. That's to it. us, <laughs> to foreign people, that's what you, we call that's you. To us ignorant um, foreigners. <laughs> yeah, we're just ignorant. No, we love it. We love it. I love it. I, honestly, I love, I love the States. And I love yeah, America. same here, do. But, um, I love everyone. <laughs> where are we, go- where are we going with this? Where right. are we going with this? Well, Filoni, well, you mentioned that Matt, <laughs> Favreau headed yeah. up the Mando. Favreau wrote the Mandalorian and, and Dave yeah. was his yeah. creative director on that, basically. But what Dave is going to be overseeing now is this this new interconnected TV universe where everything's yes. connected together and it's all going to culminate in this big like, event finale. And it's the Book of Boba Fett, Ahsoka, the Mandalorian, uh, and the Rangers of the New Republic. So we thought, but we received word from Variety. We didn't, I wish we did, but Variety reported and a lot of outlets picked it up that um, Rangers of the New Republic is not currently in active development doesn't mean yeah. it's been cancelled it just means that they're not working on that at the minute so i was quite excited for rangers of the new republic and people have i'm sure will you know look at why that may be but feloni's or he's already lost one of his streaming series from no fault of his own but um that came out of the blue to me it kind of came out of nowhere i logged online the other day uh, i think it was our buddy bespin bulletin had it up saying you know it's it's not being de- uh, developed at the minute. I was like, yeah. when, you know, and I sat there like like a sport child. Like, well, why isn't it being developed? Well, I really wanted to see this, but what do you think, man? Because I saw it. And I was a bit bummed out when I when I read about it. And it, again, it hasn't been cancelled. They could come back mm. to it at any point, but you know, at the minute, it's just kind of like 
it's just floating in the water with no paddle. But listen, what, what did you think, man? Right. Uh, can I be completely honest? Please do. Uh, uh, it's actually out of the whole uh, Fav Loney um, projects, <laughs> um, which are some of the ones I'm most uh, excited for because mm-hmm. of the quality of the Mandalorian. This is the one where I'm like, mm, it'll, it'll be good, but I'm not. I'm not like crazy about it. Um, again, I think the concept could be very cool, and this could end up being one of the best Star Wars shows ever. But mm. I don't know, man. Even the name, I, 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 I think I recall uh, saying that when when we did our announcements episode back in when was it? Like November or something? Something like that. I think it was November. November, yeah. Yeah, and um, I remember saying like that. I, I'm not a fan of the name Rangers mm-hmm. of the New Republic. It, I, I just it doesn't click it doesn't with roll me. Off like the tongue. It's it's not like the acolyte. It's not like or, Thrawn ascendancy, chaos rising, the greater good. <laughs> it's not it greater good. I mean, greater what good. is what is what is better than greater good? Of um, course. No, I, I don't you, know, man. mate. I don't know. I think it's kind of part of. Yeah, I'm not that excited for it. And I do think Star Wars needs to be careful and they need to learn from overstretching. They need to learn from overcommitting. Yeah, it's always better to um, undercommit and overdeliver. Mm-hmm. Yeah, than the other way around. And um, I don't know, that's it is something that does worry me slightly is, you know, we're getting a lot of stuff. Even right now, we've got a book of Boba Fett mandalorian and or obi-wan they are dude they're like all filming at the moment yeah they're all filming at the moment and or just down the road from us in our country everywhere in the minute yeah honestly literally doing a uk tour scotland london dorset um lancashire essex essex everywhere it is crazy and obviously they've got obi-wan going they've got sandor gets everywhere yeah It's coarse. It's rough. Gets everywhere. Uh, went a bit Irish there. Don't know why. Um, yeah. Uh, do, you, do you know what I mean, though? Do you, do you see where I'm coming from? It's you know, like, I, hang on. No, there's do, a mate. lot there is, going on here. There's like, a lot there. And they need a creative the, producer, director to handle it all. Yeah. D- true. Touche. Touche. Um, what I'm trying to say is, I would also, I wouldn't be surprised if a few of these don't happen. I'm looking at you, Lando series. Whoa. <laughs> I'm looking, yeah. And I'm also, I don't know, I'm looking at some other stuff and I'm thinking, yeah. Don't forget, mate, we were promised a lot of films and a lot of stuff at the beginning of the Disney era and they yeah. all changed, whether it was to do with dates or just general uh, cancellation, mm-hmm. you know, or, or, or movement, whatever. Um, and Solo was the nail in the coffin, yeah? And I think even... I'll say this, even by uh, the time Solo came out, I think they knew. Mm-hmm. I really do. I think they knew. They were like, this ain't going to work. Yeah, This just isn't going to work. And I, I, I'm going to save that for another show that we're probably going to be doing soon. Um, yeah, that works for me, mate. Yeah. Yeah. Go on, mate, yeah, boy. What um, are you thinking? Because with the Rangers thing, it's kind of just, there's an added layer of complexity here, I feel. There is. I, I I take on board what you're saying. My head is screaming. I want to disagree massively that they, that something else is going to be cancelled, but I can't rule it out now. Oh, the Lando one, 
that did come out of the blue. I mean, mm-hmm. I know people are saying, oh, they're going to bring Donald back, but we don't even know if Donald Glover's coming. We don't know who's going to be in it. That one came out of the blue more more than most of the others, uh, alongside like Star Wars Visions, but I'm excited for that now. Oh, uh, more, more so. I'm more intrigued, sorry. Um, I was excited for Rangers because in this Filoni fav first, Favloni, we've got Mando, which is about, you know, bounty hunters. We've got Book of Boba Fett, which is about bounty hunters. We've got mm-hmm. Ahsoka, which is about Ahsoka, basically. Yeah. Rangers of the I New Republic. I am no Jedi. She is no Jedi. Um, the Rangers show was the chance to do something different in this TV world because the fact that they were all connected together, I think it would have been quite quite cool. And I know we look, we can look at squadrons and say, well, you know, we had a squadrons game of fighter pilots and we didn't do great. But I think the Rangers show had some decent potential to just give us something a bit different in amongst what's quite a sort of underworld feeling TV series, um, outlay. And I know we've got Kenobi. And Andor. Andor is also going to feel quite underworld. Kenobi, not so much. But I just thought Rangers of the New Republic was there was a good chance for them to just give us something a bit different, which wasn't literally just feet on the ground or something yeah. like that. It, it, it could have had given us that kind of what Rogue Squadron we feel that's going to give us the kind of that kind of bouncing bouncing the cockpit type thing. The um, the crew Rangers could have given us that, and yeah. If if Cara Dune was going to be heading that up, which we're led to believe she was going to be one of the main players in an in an ensemble cast, kind of makes me think: well, could they not just replace the character? Would that have had too much of a uh, problem with the Mandalorian storytelling? We don't know what's happening with that character yet, in terms of the Mando. Anyway, people were saying, why not Hera Syndulla? Uh, again, yeah, why not yeah. Hera Syndulla? She's there. I just think again, it's not hasn't been cancelled. So if anyone is d- bummed about it, it it may come in, come back in again. It may not, but it, to hear that they've just not working on it, I was a bit like, oh, I, I was quite looking forward to it just for something a bit different. Not that I'm not excited for any of the other shows, uh, and on Lando and like the and the acolyte. I mean, there we're probably looking what 2024 maybe for them if we're lucky. 2023, late 2023. So they've got mm. they've got a long way to go before they even hit any kind of production. So, but I I, I was a bit bummed out, dude, but. I hear what you're saying in terms of there may or there may be more cancellations to come. If if you were to um, go down to Paddy Power and put two uh, p on, <laughs> on on one of them on one of them not um, not making it, which one? Which 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 project? What, it doesn't have to be a TV show. Either. Head over heart. Uh, mm. Which which one do I think wouldn't make it? Yeah. If, yeah, if 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 I had a crystal ball and I knew that one definitely wasn't going to make it, I mm. would. My head goes Lando as well, but I think there's a lot riding on that for 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 outside reasons as well. The acolyte, I think there's I, I can't see that going. Visions is definitely pretty much coming. They're they're bringing out novellas about that. So um, Lando seems at the ones at the minute. Lando seems to be the mo- the oddest one because mm-hmm. Andor. It, we know Andor's definitely coming out. Ross, they've just wasted a lot of money. Kenobi is filming now. Um, Book of Boba's coming out in seven months' time. The Mando yeah. is—they're not going to cancel Mando, are they? Um, no. Ahsoka—they're—it's <laughs> literally Ahsoka. It, it, it's literally between the ones that aren't in development. So Lando, Rogue Squadron, Acolyte—I can't see them. Is it, well, I say Squadron. development. I mean, like filming. Yeah, yeah. Which I can't one? see them Ru- cancelling Rogue Squadron. The Acolyte—I uh, think the Acolyte—if. Uh, 
No, I think the acolyte again. It's hard, isn't it? Because we just we don't know. Mm. But the acolyte seems to be chugging along fairly well. I'm hearing more about the acolyte than I am about the writing for Lando. Now, again, that's yeah. not to say that nothing's happening with Lando. If you if you're asking me, if, if I if I had to get rid of one, if Kathy yeah. Kennedy said, "Look, we haven't got the money. You have to get rid of one. Which one don't you fancy the most?" I probably would still say Lando. When it comes out, I can't wait to do a Lando recap every week, but right now I'm more excited for everything else, uh, yeah. including Ahsoka, which I wouldn't have said a year ago, uh, than, than the Lando show. And that includes Star Wars Visions. I think there's some great storytelling potential there, but I'm guessing Lando would be your choice if you had yeah, to get rid of one. I, right, if I had to get rid of one. I don't want to get rid of any, but yeah. Yeah, if I, if I had to get rid of one, I would say maybe Lando, yeah. Um However, I think when it comes to likelihood, I'd say you, I, I'd say there are three that are at risk, mm-hmm. and I do. I, I I think that after what we've heard and whatnot, um, and let's see if they stand the test of time. But I think Lando, the acolyte, and Rogue Squadron. I mm-hmm. think if you're going to see one of them go, it's going to be one of those ones. Yeah. Um, and yeah, hopefully I, I, nothing. Yeah, I, it does worry me though that hopefully there's enough resource here to tell a cohesive story. Mm-hmm. You know, like that's the only thing I really hope. And it, I was thinking the other day, you know, like with the MCU and with Marvel, one of the reasons they can kind of get away with having so many projects is that it is somewhat chronological. You know, it ends up being, you know, we're we're, we're moving with the times, we're moving with the heroes. That's kind of like the the idea behind it. With Star Wars, it, it, I, I know there are still people that still get well confused with the timeline thing. You know, they don't even know. They love the Mandalorian, but they don't know slash don't care um, when it's when it's set, mm-hmm. which is interesting. And I think you know, adding a load of series to that, we, we really are in uncharted territory, aren't we? We're in a new yeah. space, and that's exciting. But I'd be I'd be completely lying. If I were to say, you know, I'm I'm not worried about it at all. I'm 100% mm-hmm. confident because I don't feel 100% confident. But I suppose that is somewhat the nature of the direction the IP is going in. You know, maybe it is. I love Ken Knapsock's uh, metaphor for this. You know, he looks at it as it's like a buffet. And mm-hmm. you're probably going to love a lot of it. But there's going to be bits where you're like, do you know what? Tried that and it's not for me. Mm-hmm um i'm here for that as well yeah and i think that's a good illustration but it's just almost weird talking about like that about star wars you know it's just it's it's odd and i think it's going to take some getting used to actually yeah Yeah, i'm i'm usually well i'm always quality over quantity but given what i've seen from the mando and now um the bad batch and the level of craft that seems to be going in to kenobi and andor from what we've heard i'm not worried about the future of star wars streaming series so therefore i'm thinking yeah give them all to me i want all of them if they're all going to be created as well as <laughs> give them give me the give buffet to, give it to me oh uh, you know me a buffet dude <laughs> all you can eat that's a challenge um yeah but uh, so from what i've seen i i i've been given no reason to worry about the output so it has and when Lando comes out, I am still in, looking forward to it. I imagine it will be great. Same as the Acolyte, same as um, all of these shows in the Favloniverse. 
I expect them now to be really good based on what we've seen so far from their streaming output. So I'm not worried about the amount of stuff or, you know, the, the kind of jumping back and forward in timelines, because I think at some point Lucasfilm have just got to stand up and say, we're telling our story. Our audience has to come along for the ride. Yeah. And I train, which is what they did with solo. And when they brought Maul back spoiler for solo, you know, they, they were basically saying, you know, if you haven't watched the clone wars or rebels or anything, Go back and watch them. You know, we're going to tell our story and you're going to have to cut. I like that because, for, again, as somebody who gets invested in the stories, not just in the films and streaming, I, you know, I like that. It kind of feels like they're giving, giving people like me something back as well by, by saying, you know, you, you're going to get this. And a lot of the fans have seen Clone Wars. It's not like a niche thing. But for everyone who's seen Clone Wars, that moment me- f- meant more. And I want them to keep doing that. I don't want too much pandering. That's but, so true. That's a good at the point. same time, pandering makes Wonga. It makes bunts. And we know that the mouse house likes a bit of bunts. And I just hope that uh, same in any IP or any film I watch or whatever, I always only ever want the story to come first, even at the, even if it at the expense of how much money it makes. I'm not, but then again, I'm not the one pumping the money in and I'm not mm. the one whose job depends on something making money. So it's very romantic to, to hope that they just put the story first and not worry so much about the profits or anything like that, because that ain't ever going to happen, but hopefully they could find a happy medium somewhere because there's, especially this interconnected universe they're creating, there is great potential there, I think. And you know, the idea of Din Djarin showing up in Ahsoka in the book of Boba, or these new characters that they're going to create for each of these kind of interconnecting and showing up in the other shows, it could be exciting. And I think, you know, Star Wars, the galaxy is big enough to be able to do that to where it wouldn't feel small or forced, no pun intended. So oh. there's a lot of um, toys in this sandpit. They've just got to get their act together now mate, and make it work. Are you trying to say that it comes down to something? Uh, well, what could that something be? I don't know, mate, boy. You, you try and tell me. I'm looking for a word. Execution. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yes. I just wanted I just wanted an excuse to um drink some brew dog. A bit more brew dog. Brew dog Which brew dog um, you got, mate? Do you know what? A bit more of Elvis juice. I actually uh Glava got me a multi pack like Glava. a few weeks ago and I'm I'm making my way through it. Um, I was gonna get a beer ski tonight, but I thought no, Luke didn't have one last week, so he won he won uh, the other week, sorry. So he won't have one tonight. Um Rotate, so I might be mate. thinking about the bad battery cap, which wasn't f- recorded at a time where beer was permissible. So this I'll probably think about that. <laughs> this is true. This is true. Now, do you know what? You've got a very good point, mate. And I think with all of these projects in place, I suppose it's it's only somewhat normal to 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 feel like that or to mm-hmm. have those kind of worries. But also this could be a reason as to why Dave was brought into this position anyway in the first place you know and when we when we think of the timeline right this is kind of like how i view it is that you know they're kind of the guys over at lucasfilm kathy and you know so on and so forth they're looking at mandalorian season two they're looking at dave's episode they're looking at his input into the show and they're going do you know what this guy's this guy's an absolute treasure he's a treat and something else to keep in mind mate boy is that we need to retain that kind of guy uh, yeah. Company, oh, yeah. yeah, that sort of talent you retain them and to do that you do end up usually promoting them and giving them more responsibility and actually kind of letting them do their own thing a, a, a wee bit um 
and they probably looked at the Mandalorian and went, good job. And then, (laughs) (laughs) thank you. Um, And that's probably around the time they were figuring out all of the series and one. In fact, there was probably already conversations about the the other ones because, as we know, um, the Mandalorian season two was probably written in a way to introduce Ahsoka, Rangers of the New Republic, and other things too, Book of Boba Fett. Boba Fett. but the caveat to that is, well, we need to make other, we, we need to make other shows because Disney is asking for it. They're requesting X amount of shows and, you know, make no mistake. That's how it's worked for Disney plus. Don't think that's necessarily a good thing, but that's the circumstance right now for, for Lucasfilm. And they've gone, right. This could get very messy. And like you kind of said at the beginning of the show, mate, you said, well, let's learn from our mistakes and let's get this guy in to orchestrate all of this Mm -hmm. because it could get messy real quick. If we are playing with all of this different stuff, this could be crazy. Um, I wonder how busy Dave will be. He's going to be a busy guy. Very, I'd imagine. Yeah. Yeah. He's going to be very busy spinning all those plates, you know, multitasking. He loves it. Uh, no, he's it's going to be a busy boy because he's well, he's well, he's as creative director. I mean, he's going. I'm guessing he'll be working with the story group. But then, what's the story groups? Are, are they working underneath Dave now? You know, is Dave kind of heading them up as well? Because beforehand, you'd go to the story group for you know creative ideas or input or you know can we can we do this or does it contradict something? None of that matters anymore by the sounds of it. Chipper jabber jabber the hut Patreon dot com forward slash Star Wars sessions. Um, yeah, but classic. you'd imagine that Dave is kind of working with them or kind of heading them up now as well, be, uh, as the creative director. So, um, I hope they've learned from any of, any of their mistakes, but like you say, I don't think there's a better person to lead this because Dave's also got, he seems like, he seems like a fellow with a cool head as well. Doesn't mm. seem like to get flustered. He's in this because he loves it. You you imagine that he's probably thinking, you know, this is like my dream. Not only was I protege with George Lucas, now I'm doing this. He must feel like, you know, the kid in the candy shop who got everything. You know, he must feel like he's living it because he just seems like a guy who just enjoys what he does. He's, he, you know, he gets what he knows what the fans want and he's, and he himself is a fan as well. So I, I think you're right on that, that there's no one better to head it up creatively than Dave, as long as they've learned from those mistakes. And that's not just a sequel trilogy. There's, there's, there's other mistakes in other shows as well within Star Wars, but. No, I'm excited though, mm. mate. I'm excited. I mm. was surprised when they said, "Here, look, we're giving you ten streaming series." But then Marvel were doing the same, and nobody's complaining. Nobody's complaining or saying the Marvel shows will be cancelled uh, or anything like that. They're coming out seem- with seemingly no real issues. You've had One Division, Falcon. You've got Loki's dropping in weeks. Plus, the What If series is coming out, so they all seem to be chugging along nicely and uh, and being lapped up. So it's disappointing to see that. Star Wars, you know, well, here's another one not in development, and now we're having to worry about all the other ones, and is this going to happen, or is that going to happen? And it just makes all of those announcements and the announcement day at the Investors Day just a little bit, st- look a bit stupid, really. And it really does, it, looking back at how excited we all were, and then, you know, nine months later, whatever it might be, eight months later, oh, one of them may not be happening anymore. It just mm. feels a bit typical, and I wish we could just get away with that. Same as when we get a new director for a film, Oh, uh, when mm-hmm. Wonder Woman 84 didn't do t- as well as they thought. Is Patty Jenkins going to lose her job with Star Wars? It's, it, it's kind of the rhetoric now, and I wish we didn't have that. 
But we're in that world at the minute where, yeah, like you like you said, you can't feel too comfortable. You yourself now can't feel too comfortable seeing this. That what about the other one? So hopefully, yeah. with a clever head steering all of this, now we can get away from some of that. But I'm still excited for what Dave gives us in the Favloniverse. I tell you what, I tell you what, wasn't this kind of role like kind of what Michelle Rochewan was meant to be doing? I've no idea what she's meant to be doing now. <laughs> so I know she was the uh, head of live action or something like that, but yeah. I, I don't know. Does that mean that Dave res- direct is directly reports to her, who then directly reports to Kathleen Kennedy? or She's the senior vice president of live action development and production. Which is maybe, maybe she is more on the side of you know actually getting the things done, like the I projects think she's done. More the I think she's more the business end. Like a what is she here? Because production, obviously, like like production a project is, manager, right? Pretty much, yeah. Production is the person who makes everything behind the scenes tick. So she tick. Uh, she she's responsible tick for identifying and delivering future projects for Lucasfilm. She works closely with. Kathleen Kennedy, and she shapes. Here we go. Rejwan shapes and implements the creative strategy for Star Wars and Lucasfilm. I'm reading this off the Lucasfilm website. So she mm. oversees all theatrical and streaming live action content. She identifies and delivers the projects and shapes the creative strategy and implements it. Yeah. But they obviously must have a re. I don't know if they've had a rejig or she's sharing you- responsibilities or. Do you think do you do you think that uh Dave has more of a hand in like the story side of things, maybe? I'd think so, yeah. I think yeah. Uh, just reading that, Michelle Rejwan, she her job is to identify and deliver the projects and and work as a producer, which is basically making sure that what needs to happen happens. Everything to make sure that when it when shooting starts, it's there. And if it's not there, she'll go and make sure they get fired. Uh, whereas Dave mm. will be more story led and now, what can we do? So Michelle may identify the projects and then, and then she may task Dave with fleshing it out. You know, what can we do? What can we what, add, wow. add your creative flair, mate, uh, mate, and <laughs> make this mate. work. She calls him mate. Do you know what, mate? It is, um, oh, mate, we love it. We can't help it. Can mate. we? A lot of us in the Anglosphere, oh, no. minus, minus North America. Um, mate, hey. if you go to Lucasfilm, right.com, and look at the leadership page at the top. You have That's what I was uh, on, yeah. Ka- Kathleen Kennedy, who yep. is at the top. And then um, second, you have, I can't, I, I, I'm not actually familiar with this name. Is it Linwen? Linwen Brennan, yep. Linwen Brennan. Linwen Brennan, yeah. Yep. And now Dave's, I, I've seen this page before. What's interesting is that Dave Floney is now just below them on like mm-hmm. that next tier. Yep. And a lot of these other guys, they have been there for a while. And we're talking outside of Dave Floney, you've got uh, business affairs and legal counsel. Yeah. Rhonda Hort is in that yep. position. Yep. Uh, Mamita Sengupta, who is physical production, executive vice president. And Rob uh, Brido, who, yep. Bridow, who's a uh, creative officer, chief creative officer, ILM, right? Effects. Then Dave Floney executive creative director crazy but if that you look to beneath, me suggests if you look beneath though you've got an awful lot of senior vice presidents beneath that and a vice president as well so a lawful lot you have you have a, uh, precisely but uh, the these aren't done 
Um, yeah, these aren't done uh, alphabetically. Yeah, this isn't accidental. A lot of this, this is this is like consciously uh, placing people at certain points. And I, d- I could be wrong about this, but I do remember Michelle being on that second tier, and now she's not. Um, I can't imagine uh, Dave Filoni having more sway within Lucasfilm than Michelle Ridge one. I can't imagine that being the case. Just be just because of what her role encapsulates, she's responsible for all live action, so movies and mm. st- and streaming uh, and producing all of that and developing them as well. Whereas Davis, Davis, he's obviously producing his those shows, but is crea- he's more involved creatively. Whereas someone like Michelle is, she's very much. Uh, seems to me like she's working not alongside Kathleen Kennedy, but almost like her kind of understudy as such. Um, Cause I'm just looking like Carrie Beck. She's extremely important within Lucasfilm. Doug Chang's our boy. Doug's there as well. Yeah, Doug. Yeah. So I, I think, I think that, I mean, there may be something to it, but um, I'm just looking at who might, who's beneath. And I don't think it's done in a hierarchical way, but there might be something more to it. Yeah. I think, I'd love to see a chart. I'd love to yes. see a chart because they exist and they probably, they're probably very strict about that. Purely hierarchy, because, yeah. yeah, man, because that is telling because Dave wasn't there. Cause I do yeah. remember looking at this page a while ago. I think it's it might even hilarious. have been when I oh, know it's great in it. It might even have been when we were doing the Michelle Rochewan uh, episode, you know, back yeah. in 2019, maybe, um, Wow, yeah, that, very interesting. Because most of these people, you know, don't want to be harsh. You've not heard of, but you know, you're not necessarily going to hear of Lucasfilm people who are in finance or um, publicity and communication, so on and so forth. Although they're very cool, but dude, we've got some, like you said, Doug Chang, John Knoll. You know, you've got some very well known people um, to the to the fan, well known to the fans. Anyway, on this page, uh, and Dave, you know, he is flipping right at the top there, mate. I mean that's that's that is quite telling. Yeah. I, I will say that that is really interesting. Really, it's nice really interesting. to see that he's sitting at the top table there, given what he's given to mm. the galaxy. But as executive creative director, mate, he's here for the long run, and pretty much yes. all of the stories going forward, dude, are going to have his fingerprints on them. Which I think creatively, I think is very exciting. It's definitely very exciting, mate. This is the way. This is the way. <laughs> Hi, this is Jamie Stangroon. You're listening to the Star Wars Session podcast, probably Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast. Oh, yes. Now, when Dave got the call to say, oh, by the way, Dave, executive creative director, it's all yours, mate. He probably sat down at a couple of beers, which is exactly what we're going to do now as we've stopped off outside our favourite dusty drinking hole, the Bantina. Luke, shall we? Oh, let's do it, mate. Yeah, beer, beer, beer. Uh, for all the new listeners and old, each week we sit down here in the Bantino with you guys, the greatest listeners in the galaxy. We have a couple of Kef beers whilst getting your thoughts on our main discussion. So this week, what were your thoughts on the Floney promotion? And um, man, we got so many responses on this across social media. So thank you to everyone who commented on Instagram or Twitter or wherever yeah. um, to start us off strong is to, to us she's royalty it's emily bonner from the u.s let's hear it hey fellas dave filoni is the spiritual successor to george lucas he 
understands Star Wars on the same molecular level as George Lucas. Go check out the gallery series after the first season of The Mandalorian. Listen to Dave Filoni talk. It is a masterclass in understanding Star Wars. Certain directors only want to recreate the same games they played with their Star Wars toys when they were kids in their movies, but Dave Filoni is actively moving the Star Wars story forward. Thanks, lads. Talk to you later. Bye. What a voicemail. We love it. We love to hear it. Thank you so much for that, Emily. And yeah, completely agree. I do think Filoni can, can definitely bring some needed originality, or dare I say he already has brought some originality, uh, whether that's in Clone Wars, Bad Batch, or Mandalorian. What do you reckon, Matty Boy? Yeah, exactly. He does, and like, he's, like Emily said, he does get it on that same molecular level. He dives into the sinew of Star Wars and gets it. So it, why wouldn't you want to promote somebody like that? You, you, you make you have to put the best people in the right position, and it seems like they've done it. So uh, mm. I totally agree with Emily, and thank you and appreciate being called lads by our buddies over there stateside. So thanks, Emily. Uh, moving on to the written comments from the Sleeping Giant podcast, our buddies over there. They said, well, I'm absolutely for it. Filoni has proven time and time over that he knows Star Wars and he knows storytelling. Filoni also seems to know how to trust other professionals to do their job, which is outstanding. You couldn't ask for a better creator in this fandom. That's mm. a, a huge point. Well done, lads. Uh, and Mark Walker said, it's a fantastic opportunity for Dave to create his vision and for us to enjoy it with him. Very, very overdue. This should have happened way back during the takeover by Disney, giving him a Kevin Feige role overseeing the future of the franchise. Some huge points there and, sto- and talking points. Dave Filoni is Kevin Feige, dude. What say mm. you? It's interesting. It's a good point, but that's... Although Kevin, it, they seem to be... Lucasfilm and Marvel just seem to be run so differently. But, you know, you kind <laughs> yeah. of... Maybe they're looking at Dave Filoni and, yeah, that, maybe that isn't actually the craziest comparison from a story perspective. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it could be happening, mate. It could be happening. Because, you know, I'm not the biggest Marvel fan, but the, the, the connections and the seeds that they planted in their films, you know, years and years ago really did pay off for, for many people around the globe, mate, boy, yep. with Avengers Endgame. And, you know, it, that was really great to see. That was really, really great to see. Um, yeah. interesting interesting yep yeah, I hear that and Feige was a producer before he was in the MCU as well so he already had that experience but not within such a massive undertaking as the MCU so whereas Dave was working on things like Avatar The Last Airbender successfully he was still creatively involved in other things so uh, but yeah. it would be interesting and maybe we're going to get like that kind of Feige light role here but I'm for it but yeah Sleeping Giant Mark nice one definitely Definitely. Uh, up next, we got Andreas Blum, who said, to quote our boy, Obi-Wan, that's good news. We love it. <laughs> well done, Andreas. We love it. Yeah, Andreas goes on to say, not only has Filoni earned this position through many years of hard work, he has proven that he knows how to deliver what a large part of the Star Wars fan base wants. I am even more excited about the future now. That's the kind of optimism we love, Andreas. Bring those good vibes. Uh, And Burnt from Austria, Irwan, said, we will watch your career with great interest. And 
A surprise to be sure, but a welcome one. Probably sum up my thoughts more or less. How did you like my uh, Papa Pouts impression there? My uh, Chancellor Pouts. Better than it? my Filoni impression, so <laughs> you win, mate. Good job. Yeah. What was it? You were saying? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love, I love these, mate. And what Andreas said there is spot on. Giving the fans what they want. Fan service, we, on, our, on our episode we did about that, fan service isn't a dirty word and shouldn't ever be criticised. It's just making sure you're giving the fans kind of, you, like you mentioned of Endgame, you're giving them the payoff that you've set up and not just chucking stuff in to save your um, production. But no, great comments there and uh, thank you everyone. I looked it up top for sending in all those wonderful comments. Check out our socials for the comments, which we didn't get to getting around to putting on the show, but do keep sending them in and maybe this time next week you'll hear yourself here on the Bantina for extra content go to patreon.com forward slash Star Wars Sessions you know it's going to be so good best podcast best podcast that's right, ladies and gentlemen. It is the best part of the podcast, the spiciest part. It is the Patreon questions section. We love it, don't we, Mayboy? Every week, it always provides so much filth that we like to roll around in. Yes, we. Do you know what we do love uh, rolling around in filth? And we've got some great questions this week. Uh, one from our boy Alex Jessup, who is going to kick us off. And believe it or not, it is not a jokey question. Whoa. Um, I know, I know. It's <laughs> kind of like a shock, shock horror. Um, Alex asks a serious question for once. In Palpatine's office in Revenge of the Sith, we see an awesome relief in the background depicting the great hyperspace war. That's um, the art in his office, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like, it's kind it's of like, covers the entirety of one of the walls when they're walking and talking. That's right, yeah. He goes, uh, this was an epic war between the Jedi and Sith about a thousand or so years before BBY. Mm-hmm. Uh, this would make... A great one-off film, live action or animated, in my opinion. What do you think, Matty boy? Do you want us? Uh, do you want to take it away? What, what do you think of the awesome relief, relief? Uh, I ain't bothered because it's a serious question from Jessup. So moving on to the next question. Um, <laughs> no, uh, no, I think yes, but I think it'd be great. Yeah, the the high, the great hyperspace war, which was obviously a big part of Star Wars Legends, the expanded universe, whatever it's called. Um, I think it'd be filth it's basically the great hyperspace war was fought across the entire galaxy basically the entirety of the republic um and it all started from a couple of people who were trying to basically find hyperspace routes to make a bit of wonga and they found one but it took them straight to koroban where which was the home world of the sith not the secret one of exegol but the actual Mm, one mm -hmm. um they were then you know taken prisoners and rather than killed the sith will upload on we can use their information to great advantage we can rule the galaxy huge huge wars and um the sith invaded the galaxy basically in the jedi versus the sith in their actual pomp their actual Mm. primer in numbers as well you see those um artwork of like 20 sith with red lightsaber chasing towards 20 jedi of green and blue light so that's what it was it was proper warfare so there is great potential for storytelling there it is mentioned 
within canon. I think the Tarkin book kind of touched upon in upon it, but there's nothing really about it at all. It's just been mentioned. It's almost like name dropped, where they're kind of like winking and nodding that you know if we want to, we can bring it in. But I think mm. there is great potential for them to do something. Whether or not they will do is is another story. And I think looking at where they are now, as we've just spoken about, all of the all of the shows are focused within still within that Skywalker saga era. So if they're going to do it, it's going to be a while. I know we've got the Acolyte coming out, but that's not for another three years or so yet. The High Republic is still only 200 years before the Phantom Menace. So they're, they were kind of waiting before they go any further back. We've got KOTOR on that coming. When? We don't know. But again, that's pretty much an established story. So they haven't dipped their toe really this far back. So, I'd like to see them do it because there's nothing they can do that can really contradict anything that's happening now because it's so far back. But um, I'm, I'm up for it. Whether or not I'm, I'm not sure whether they do it, but it's certainly not in live action, mm. I don't think. But animated, maybe or comic form. But I'd be up for it if they want to do it. Uh, Luke, are you aware of the hyperspace war? Does it sound interesting? Yeah, I, do, I remember um, this being mentioned uh, many years back. You know, because it was a detail that was kind of like a standout of, of the prequels, uh, particularly Revenge of the Sith. Um, and it's, it is it is interesting. However, what I would say, if I'm being completely honest, is is it one of those things that is best kind of left as mythology? You know, left as, mm-hmm. I don't know, with a bit, if there's a bit of mystery there, it almost adds to the mythology, doesn't yep. it? And dare I say, I feel like, I can't help but feel like this is one of those things because really what that would need to look like is, you know, a battlefield. And, and that's what is depicted on, on the, on the stonework, on the carving is, you know, hundreds of, or maybe it's probably thousands of Jedi versus hundreds or thousands of, of Sith with loads of creatures being ridden and stuff like that. <laughs> Very, uh, end of uh, Return of the King, Lord of the Rings. Yeah, yep. Wouldn't be surprised if it was maybe inspired by that. Uh, when did Return of the King come out? Like two thousand four, two thousand and three. Was it two thousand three? Yeah. What man? That does not feel that long away. A long uh, old time ago, wow. dude. <laughs> wow. I feel okay, old that's now. Slightly, slightly depressing. But, um, eighteen years ago, half my yeah. life ago. Oh, I don't. Oh. Oh no. no. Um, Yeah. Anyway, it just, it doesn't give me a strong Star Wars vibe, but I suppose, you know, it really does come down to our magical word uh, here on Star Wars sessions that we love and adore. It comes down to the execution. Yeah, I've said it. I'm going to have a drink. (laughs) But Alex, mate, it, 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 it really does. It really does. Because, I can't imagine something like that working. You know, I know there were some people who loved like the animated clips of the Sith and Jedi going crazy on each other with like Knights of the Old Republic. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, cool though. Oh, to me, I thought they, were, they looked so good. Yeah, they they are, but I don't know. I just think Star Wars does it's so much better when when there's just like, a personal fight. You know, Ray versus Kylo, Vader Comes versus Vader, and it. And that just feels a lot more Star Warsy. But hey, maybe like uh, what Emily was saying, maybe it's time for more fresh takes and, and different things and looking into those those different eras and different events and circumstances because it could be very cool. But I, I just find like murals like that or carvings like that 
adds so much depth to Star Wars that sometimes you don't always need to explain everything. And I know that was something that people would say about certain things, let's say Solo, um, mm. with like the Kessel Run. Some people found yeah. that it was a lot cooler that this thing was just said and almost like... And there's a clip of George Lucas talking about this stuff where he's like, if you add all of this stuff and you don't explain it, it adds almost more belief to what you're trying to say because you're you're not acting like the audience is dumb, right? You're Says the man who made Obi-Wan say The Clone Wars and then gave us an entire animated series called The Clone Wars. Touche, touche, touche. That's not um, that's not a rebuttal of your comment, that's just George. Yeah, yeah, that is just George. That is just George. But I suppose what I'm trying to say is that sometimes the, the, the mystery is actually more yeah. powerful than the product, yeah. I suppose. Depends. But with this, that's what my gut is saying, Alex. Very good question. I respect it, mate. You, you asked a serious question. I gave a somewhat serious answer. Well done, you lads. Well done, you guys. Yeah, but, I know. Civil, right? Yeah, civil. Civil war. Great hyperspace war. <laughs> yeah. I, I'd, yeah. I'd be up for it simply because it's something different. And I I love the eras we're getting and the characters we know and love. But I do want something different soon, which mm. whether it's set mm. after the sequels or 5,000 years before A New Hope, I would like something new soon because you can have a massive war but still have personal stories in it, like Return of the King, for example, or like the Battle of Helm's Deep and Two Towers. Huge war. But you're still focused on, you know, Aragorn, Legolas, so it can be done. It, yeah, you know, it's, how, it's whether they've got the uh, talent or creative direction of which to do that, my friend. So, um, Alex, nice one. Each week we always ask for you guys to answer the questions as well. So, the Great Hyperspace War is that something you would like to see or think there's a chance of seeing, or are you more on Bly Lorenz? angle where do you know what just just knowing the name is enough we can picture it ourselves so let us know uh, let us know what you think about this next question from paul moholland as well and he says do you think we will see rex appear in ahsoka or does his accelerated aging mean he will already be dead when the show is set we know he was on endor but this will likely be eight to ten years later so um lukey boy of that knowledge what are you thinking right um now canonically as uh, Paul said, he was on Endor. Yep. Um, oh, age acceleration. We have mentioned this recently. I don't know if I want to say this. I can't help but think surely he's got to be dead. No. I mean, end, Endor's a stretch, isn't it? <laughs> what, what is accelerated age? It's double aging, isn't it? They age twice as quite fast, isn't it? Is it? Is it? that for definite i think it was twice as they, they again probably need someone like essex scott to answer this for us but i'm sure it's double the speed so they because they could have clones ready in 10 years where so it the clones would be 20 would have like the accelerated age they'd be 20 years old but would only take 10 years to get there but um so by that by yeah i mean endor that was what 20 30 years after <laughs> attack of the clones so he was already right. knocking on bus pass age so by the time we get to so i mean mate class is elderly a bit beyond bus pass age oh, yeah <laughs> <laughs> he is concession by that stage what is he clone in clone wars yeah in his life what is he he's, he's in his 20s right yeah, he's got to yeah. be he's yeah. got to be i think what he's clone wars that's again he'd be so in his 20s yeah endor is what like 30 years after yep, real so life he's so he's gonna be in his 80s in clone wars life which i find mental Man. but i don't I, th- I really think that oh yeah that's captain rex on endor now give me a break it's not 
No, that the one, the one that uh, in the one that captures the Reb- outside the rebel base, which looks like him. That isn't him. That's not the one they're saying. They're just saying he's there because a lot of that's a guy called Nick Sant, who was who was always in it. But a lot of people said, "Oh, that must be Captain Rex." And Filoni said, "That's not Rex, but you know, if you want it to be, it is." But he was. They have uh, said that really. He was there. So they have said that right. he was there. Though Filoni has said, "Oh yeah, he was there fighting in some way, shape, that or form." Adds, but that old geezer isn't him. Fair enough. But I'm still thinking, Rex. What what is he doing? Like I don't know. What is he giving out like pasties to the soldiers or something? Like, <laughs> He's giving out the oranges. Go, come on, lads. That's it. Yeah, that's it. Chuck an orange. Them. Oh, mate. Come on. I, I I think that it would be better if there was a mention of Rex, maybe in the Ahsoka series and. Maybe some old video, video footage, something like that. That could be very cool, like archive mm-hmm. footage, maybe of Hayden as well. Okay. Um, that might be dope. But with Rex, oh, I don't know, man. I think that's a slippery slope of. Mm-hmm. I, I just, I would avoid it. I would avoid it. But like you said earlier in in, in another comment with um, fan service and whatnot, not that it's always bad. I feel like, oh, is that a bit too much? Maybe. Maybe yeah. that's my that again. That my two. That's my two pennies worth. Can be completely wrong. Could have the maths wrong here. Who knows, Matty boy? What are yeah. you thinking about Paul's great question? I, I'm with you. I think he's brown bread, mate. Unless they're good, unless he is literally just <laughs> which, very which means very, which means he's dead. People, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which, over that hall, he's very very old. We don't see him in action, but we do see Ahsoka go to visit him or something like. There's your kind of he's like, there's your fan service moment. Even whilst she's going to visit, she's going to look for Ezra or whatever. But before she does it, she just needs to go and see her an old friend one last time or something like that. That could be pretty touching, actually. In fact, make it happen. But if it turns out that our maths is correct and he's kind of like 90 years old or 100, don't stretch credibility any more than you have to. Yes, this is set in space. Yes, there are space wizards with laser swords, but... There, Star Wars always holds that kind of credibility factor to it. Like Harris Han Solo, you know, he would have got to a natural age and died because he is a human character, same as Luke Skywalker within the galaxy. You wouldn't have seen a hundred thirty-year-old Han Solo running around just because the fans wanted to see Han. That they there is that mortality still, and I think they have to have that with someone like Rex, even though none of us want to see it happen because we love Rex, but mm. it has to happen, and I think. In the Ahsoka show again, depending on that timeline, they could make it work with with like old man Rex, you know, chilling out with it in his last days, not literally last days, but you know, in his in the twilight of his life, and Ahsoka goes to visit him, knowing that she's going to be gone a long time. That, that could be could, nice. That, yeah, that that could be cool. But otherwise, really, and yeah, who's to say? So. And all, do you know what? Who's to say the Ahsoka series doesn't start a lot earlier on than the Mandalorian? True, exactly. Right? We don't know exactly when it was. Just we know when it's set, but we don't know when it's going to actually take place. It could start, like you say, pre-Mando. It could start even before that with um, some some funky de-aging or something. But um, or we could see I'm him not. like a hologram. She could be sitting there looking yeah. at a hologram of him or something. But so yeah. But okay. Over under, <laughs> Luke. Over under. <laughs> Yeah, over under. I want to say fifty, but that's like over under fifty percent. We see Captain Rex appear, or just Rex in any way, shape, or form, whether it's hologram or not. Fifty percent. I think under. And do you know yep. why? Do you know why? I can't help but think with Book of Boba Fett, 
they're not going to want to do brand confusion. Mm-hmm. I'm probably wrong. And now I've said it, I'm probably wrong. But I, 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 I just can't, I can't see him doing it. I can't see him doing it. What about you? Uh, it was over under, we're going to, I think it's under 50% that we see him. I think it's well over that we hear his name mentioned. I think they're going to say his name because they know that fans will like that. So, um, mm. yeah, I'm, I don't think we're going to. I don't think we're going to see him unless there's a great reason why we do. Um, unless they give him the reason I just told them to. In which case, give me the creative director's job. Paul, yeah. <laughs> nice question, mate. Alex, same to you. We'd love to hear everyone's answers on that. Do you think we're going to see Captain Rex appear? Or oh, sorry, Rex. I keep calling him Captain. Do you think we'll see Rex appear in Ahsoka or not? Let us know what you think about that. However. Our time here is in the Bantina is done. The last order's bell has rung. Bartender, sorry about the mess. We'll be back here, though, same time again next week in the Bantina. Ladies and gentlemen, it's the Star Wars Sessions game. Game, indeed. Game. That's right. Usually Luke shouts it, so I've subverted expectations. Luke, I'm hosting this week's game. For those new, we always end with a game, a Star Wars-themed game. So do you know what you want to know what you're playing this week? Mate, I, I do. Give it to me. Give it to me. Right. Well, we're talking about Bad Batch and Tick and Ricker and that. So I want to know, with a quiz I've got here, what percent Wrecker are you? How much are you like the muscle of Clone Force 99? So you've got a few questions to answer. I don't want to know what percentage of wrecker you are. Oh, mate, that what a great idea! Yeah, okay, I want to see how much wrecker I am. Ricker? Let's do it. Right, Ricker. DJ, Ricker. hit the music. DJ, tick, tick the music. Ricker, tick, tick, tick. Here we go. Right, <laughs> test, 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 test. <laughs> right, question one, my friend. How do you approach a problem? Do you jump okay. in, ask for help, plan, or just pass it off? Um. How much do I approach a problem? Um, I don't usually ask for help, if I'm being brutally honest, unless I really need help with it. I think I jump in a lot of the time. Yeah. If I had to say jump in or plan a strategy, probably jump in. Hands on. Yeah, I reckon. I'll go with that. It's in the bag now. Okay, here's here's one. I I know a lot of our listeners could answer this for Luke, but I'll let you do it. Describe your style. Retro, fancy, functional, or style? <laughs> right. Okay. So what retro, is fancy, functional, or style? They're, they're my only options. Yep. Um, I don't know. I I suppose I have quite a few... Uh, believe it or not, we were talking about this the other day, weren't we? On the yeah. way to Greg's, <laughs> I, like yeah. I came out and I was wearing like a Mac, like a it, it, it was by Uniqlo, but it's basically like a Burberry Mac. And I Is was it? like, "Yeah, mate, the turn of the you Mac. know, yeah." Oh, and I was like, "Hey, listen, Staples, isn't it? Got those wardrobe staples." So I suppose out of those, I'd say retro, but yeah. I don't think that is how I'd describe it. But yeah, I'll go with retro. What, what were you gonna say? retro um i would have said i would have said you were functional or retro so yeah retro is is in those yeah because of the staples so we'll tell you i mean come on man come on yeah i'll go with retro yeah i love me some retro every now and then 
I've got some cool funky dad shirts, you know. Too, so. <laughs> and for me, it'd be style. Um, okay, so <laughs> no, number three, what is your favourite exercise? Running, yoga, cycling or weightlifting? Oh, my days. Out of those, cycling. cycling yeah. <laughs> Quite comfortably cycling. Uh, yeah, cycling. If I had to choose out of those, cycling. Okay. Well, the answer to this next one we know is, is literally nothing, but you've got to answer it. So what scares you? Driving, heights, animals or flying? Oh. Nothing um, scares me fly, but oh, come on. I don't know, you know. Driving, I suppose... I suppose I have sometimes genuinely feared some animals, more out of like a healthy respect. I'm not talking about dogs and cats and stuff. But if I had to choose one of those, I'd say animals, especially since my wife got bitten by a monkey and our honeymoon in Bali. Can you say about that? Story for another time. Let's let's put in animals out of those. Hurley. Oh, I've not seen Bad Batch. Yes, you have. Shut up. This is an update. Luke got roundly beaten uh, for not watching Bad Batch with his wife, and now he watched the fourth (laughs) one with her. He he bought drinks, he bought uh, snacks, and everything. Um, So he he got down on all fours, and she put her feet on him whilst they watched it together. That's great. (laughs) Uh, Animals. One would have been. I did. Yeah, animals. Animals. Let's do. Let's choose that. Let's choose. And next one, Toe. How do you relax? Uh, do you enjoy reading, going out to mm-hmm. eat, hanging out with friends, or playing sports? Ooh, um, I reckon ooh. it's one of two, obviously. Going out to eat or hanging out with friends. If I had to, I don't know. I like going out to eat, but I, I would say hanging out with friends. If I had to friends. choose one. Friends! Okay. Yeah. Right. I've locked it in. I would have thought reading would have been one of them like, um, architecture books, so... Um, I like I like some of them bad boys, but yeah, it's um yeah I, I'd still choose the whole association over that. But yeah, okay, I do mate. sometimes just Especially read stuff. Last year, I really so, like, what are you reading about? I'm like, oh, I'm reading about this building in Berlin. It's just like, like right. turns around and walks off. <laughs> forget yeah, the, forget like, the bad batch next week. Yeah, Berlin batch, mate. Berlin hey! batch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, we love it. We love oh, it. Naughty go puns. On, go number on, go six. On, right. What's that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Couple more. Number six. What's your favourite colour? Red, grey, beige, or white? Oh, are you joking? Three of those aren't really real colours. <laughs> <laughs> it is like sub colours. Well, if I had to choose, it'd be green anyway. But if I had to choose out of those, um, oh man, like, I don't know, probably. I'd say it probably white because it goes with so much. <laughs> it is functional, see? Yes, it's true. Right, Too shade. White, Too not, shade. not red. Right, white is in. Red, red, okay. red. I'll just, just be excited. This one would be good. Dead. If, if your Tom friends Reed's meet... <laughs> Tom Reese here. Get your thing, pack your things. We're leaving. Um, oh. Okay. If your friend needs help, what do you do? Finish what I'm doing, then help out. Help right away, no matter what. Ask someone else to help them or let them figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> someone else to help them um i don't know it, it, it i mean it depends on like the context but i appreciate this is um a four option Galactic quiz game. i'll go with the first one what was the first one finish yeah, what i'm finish. doing then help yeah uh, oh actually no i'll go to help the, right away no i'll, I'll choose i'll choose the help right away you liar all right here yeah. we- <laughs> <laughs> it depends it depends on context but i'm gonna do that one some other good okay. right. Right, a couple more now, literally a couple more. How do you handle defeats? 
Do you learn from your mistakes? Do you get angry but move on? Are you a good sport? Or I never lose? <laughs> it's a, it's probably a mix between learning from my mistakes and being a good sport. I try to be a good sport because I think mm-hmm. naturally I can be super competitive, but I don't like being that. Uh, I would say learn from my mistakes then. Yeah, okay. learn from my mistakes. Right. Okay. What makes you happy? Being, this has always been done, done this one, but what makes you happy? Being active, giving a gift, relaxing at home, or seeing old friends? Oh, man. All of them, really. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know. Um, tick? Huh? Tick? 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 Uh, I'm going to say seeing. Oh, I don't know. Your wife must think you're mad. All she can hear is you going, tack, 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 tack. <laughs> seeing old friends, seeing old friends. Let's seeing lock that old in. Old friend. Here we go. Locked oh. in. Right, final one now. Yeah. Okay. Oh, this, right. this should be nice, actually. Nice one. What's your greatest attribute? Technical ability, leadership skills, bravery, or compassion? That's a lame one to ask. We're British. We don't ask. We don't answer questions like Stiff that. Stiff upper lip and all that. No emotion. My word. My word. Keep Charles. calm and carry What's- on. What's wrong with you? What do you think, Matty boy? I'll ask you. What do you think? Um, technical ability. Well, you're you're good with your phone. Leadership skills. You, you're <laughs> quite with my phone. You're quite good at like directing me on in Taco Bell what I should have. So leadership, bravery. Well, you, you put up with me. Compassion. Uh, you're and you're very compassionate. You're always willing to lend a helping hand or a helping thing to say when the time is right. So any one of them, my friend. Oh my word! That's such a politically correct answer. I <laughs> that's love true, it. though. Um, uh, thank you, mate. Uh, I'm gonna go with. I try to be compassionate. I try to be compassionate. Uh, I'll go with that. But I hate. Okay. I hate answering this question. Oh, it's like an I hate it. It feels so Te- unnatural. Technical? Unnatural. Unnatural. Okay, so that is it. Now let's find out what percentage wrecker. You are out of a hundred. Okay. What do you reckon you are out of a hundred? What percentage do you think you are wrecker? I mean, that was a kind of a crazy quiz, to be honest. Uh, I don't know, like 30, 33%. <laughs> we'll go with I, that. I see your percentage. And I'm going to tell you, you're not far off there, my friend. You are 25% wrecker. What? Do you want to know how? Go on, go on. You have some things in common with the muscle of Clone Force 99. But you're not quite ready to fill his very large boots, uh, uh, and that's it. So, uh, oh, right. <laughs> yeah. So you just. Oh, right. So basically, some, you're, you're quite like, but not really. Is oh just no! Oh no! You are twenty five percent right. You forget. It. I'm going to start acting all out of character now because I'm not enough like wrecker. I'm going to go mental, mate. <laughs> Next time I I'm see gonna you, he's going to punch me through my car. I'm going to bu- go buy a Greg's steak bake, a steaming hot one. And fry it at someone's face. <laughs> Imagine that. Exactly. Yeah, I was Imagine gonna keep that. my I'll keep my daughter away from him in case he got boots or into, yeah, into that's the road it. or something. Olivia! Bash! <laughs> Get out of the way. Get your daddy out of the way. I'm gonna throw a pie at you. Uh, right, mate. Twenty five percent. What a game. Well done, Matty boy. We love it. We love it. And it, you know, another week, another sessions. Can you believe it? It's number one one six is over. I'm not quite ready to call you wrecker yet, but I will just call you Tick, 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 t
Hunter. You said Hunter, didn't Ico, you? Ico, Ricker, Hunter, and Omega. And Sniperhead. Crosshair. We forget about Sniperhead. Yeah, Sniperhead. Completely forgot oh, you about are sniper a very head. naughty little sniper, sniper head. We don't usually work with regs. Um, regs. Regs. That's it. Regs. And what can yeah, we use to clean this like? car? Regs. Uh, excuse me. Can I have a mocker, please? Yeah, of course you can. What size? Regs. Yeah, we. I'm Rig. sorry, we don't usually work with regs. Medium, small or large, mate. Um, well, Coffee Talk, 116 episodes down. Here's where we're at. Fun doesn't end there, though. My friend, no one's ever really gone, especially not us. Where can the world find us, Master Blywalker? They can find us at starwarsessions.co.uk. Search for us on social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. Just search Star Wars Sessions and we will be there. Uh, drop us a voice note or a message to our email address. We love getting messages and voice notes. Yes. Uh, send it to hello there at starwarsessions.co.uk. Dot uk and don't forget about that patreon guys we have so much filthy good content on there it's kind of ridiculous patreon.com forward slash star wars sessions and a big shout out to all the filthy boys and girls who do just send thank you emails to us uh, really we mm. really do appreciate mm-hmm. it we don't always mention everyone on the show by name but honestly thank you so much for taking time out of every day to send those emails so honestly we really mean the world to us um but to carry on listening to us we're on Anchor FM, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Amazon Podcasts, everywhere in the galaxy. You can find a podcast. We're there. And if you love the show, please consider leaving us a good review on your podcast provider of choice. Head on over to podchaser.com. It's the IMDB for podcasts. It's awesome. We're there. So drop us a review if you have a spare 30 seconds to. It means the world to us. It helps get more listeners in. It helps us grow. Plus, we get some more great engagement with you lot each and every week. Yes, Apple Podcast Reviews, guys. If your mum has an iPad and she has, you know, Apple Podcasts on there, leave a review on there as your mum. Be like, yes, they're very lovely boys. I love listening just, to their Just don't call show. yourself your mum because yeah. Yeah, it's going to be a bit odd. Just do. Call it your mum. The first <laughs> listener, first listener who leaves an Apple Podcast review from, quote, your mum gets a free mug. I'll send deal. them a Star Wars Sessions mug. All right. Deal, you're okay. Wrong. Deal. Deal. Uh, and please tell all your Star Wars friends about us. Tell your mum. Tell your dad. <laughs> tell your mates. Tell your cats. Tell anyone involved in the production of uh, of uh, Rangers of the New. Oh, wait. No, they're not working on it anymore. Uh, tell your cousin the more the merrier. Their castle spicier. Yes. And then the first person to leave an Apple podcast review as your Ewok will get a signed picture of Luke Bly from me um but that is the podcast you're looking for tell 25 percent record that this is the podcast he's going to listen to but until next time from me see ya and from luke may the force be with you always luke tick luke fave deloney <laughs> <laughs> Essex-based podcast heroes...
business. And this is so strong. Mm -hmm. Your face is so strong. <laughs> there you go. Now that to Kanja Club.